Our biggest tire sale of the year happening now at Big O Tires. Buy two tires, get two free on select tires in stock. That's two tires free when you buy an alignment and tire protection package. That's 50% off tires at Big O Tires. It's going on now, but it all ends soon. Buy two tires, get two free at all participating Big O Tires. Installation additional plus shop fee of up to 10% of non-discounted retail price, not to exceed $35. Hurry, sale ends Monday, President's Day. Welcome to Sports BKC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast presented by Big O Tires. It's Tuesday, February 11th. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Peter Vermees has known only success in his tenure as a player and coach in Kansas City. He won an MLS Cup and was named the league's Defender of the Year in 2000 when the team was known as the Wizards. As coach, Vermees led Sporting KC to the MLS Cup in 2013 and to three U.S. Open Cup championships. So when a season like 2019 comes along, when Sporting finished below 500 and missed the playoffs for the first time in nine years, it was a stunner. Vermees recently sat down with the star Sam McDowell to look ahead to this season and to dissect what went wrong in 2019. I think you'll enjoy the conversation. Here we go. I know the first sort of process you go through in an offseason is to figure out uh, what went right and what went wrong over the previous year. So after an eight-year playoff streak ends, how did the self-scout process go? Um, I, I think first and foremost, um, you go and look at all your processes, right? And it's not just with, it's not just what you do on the field. It's it's what you do with the medical, what you do with the equipment, what you do with team admin, you know, uh, and team admin has all kinds of travel and yeah, sure. just different things, right? So so I went through all that. Um, and, and that was very healthy. Not, You know, I, I don't want to make it sound like because I, I look at those things all the time, but this was a, an incredible deep dive, if you will, okay. this past year. Because, um, because of the way the season went or just something you felt like was the time was coming to do it anyway? Probably probably it's a combination of that and also um, there's a, there's a, there was a time factor that was associated with our entire league that a whole month was cut off from the yeah. league. So you had so much more time to okay. do things we never did before, right? And then we didn't have to go to the combine and there's just so much more time to do things. So that, 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 was, that was one piece. Um, individual meetings with every player. Um, then I also met with um, obviously the staff and I'm talking about the staff just for the first team. Then I also met with the staff of just our SKC two group and then the Academy because I wanted to get insights um, from them as well. Um, not just on their property, but also things they think that, you know, uh, may now or in the future have an effect um on the first team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so we did all that. And then, um, yeah, then from there, it's now kind of uh, being extremely self-critical and then devising a plan going forward that the last thing that I want to be is I don't, uh, you know me well enough from this perspective. I'm not, blowing everything up now and starting from ground zero, right? Sure. Because there are a lot of things that also happened last year that I couldn't control, which also had an incredible effect on 
what uh, transpired. And then there's other things that for sure we could manage better going forward. Um, and yeah, and then it's putting a plan together. Um, but it's not just me sitting there and putting a plan together and saying, everybody, all right, here's the plan. It's basically putting something together and then discussing it with all the stakeholders and having their input because I truly believe in collaboration and that's why we have a staff. And so um, that formulates the plan. And now then the next step is when the players are there, you have to then sell the plan to them. Sure. Um, and you got to get them to buy into it. I, I mean, you can tell them what the plan is, but if they don't buy into it, you're you got, you got problems. Yeah. And then it's about that, you know, the next step is now, now you're doing the plan and being flexible enough to, 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 you know, move left, move right. Um, sometimes slow down, sometimes speed up, uh, when need be. And you, and you have to be open to that. So one of the things that, that to get into that is, and at the end of 2018, going into the 2019 season, you guys have reached the Western Conference finals. So the, the off season is, is eight, nine weeks long. This year, MLS had already shortened its schedule, and then there's no playoffs. So it's, it's an extra, what, month and a half, two months almost of an offseason. What did you demand out of, out of your players to do in the offseason? Because you guys are already two weeks into preseason. Um, so what, what, what kind of demands did you have on the, on the players? And I'm guessing there was some research, the extra sort of thing that went into that because it wasn't an offseason schedule that, that, that you really had had to plan for in the past. Yeah, so again – that that's sitting down and going through, you know, all, all the different, um, uh, departments, um, creating, when you're creating the plan, part of that plan is an off season training program. And so for me, really where I first started was assessing the team, assessing the individuals and then creating the, um, you know, the off season training program. So there was that piece. Then you got to test all the players when they come in to see if they actually followed it. Yeah. And what the outcome, what the results were. What, what were the results? Fantastic. Really fantastic. They were really, really good. Do, do you feel like you've got a group that is motivated by the way last year went? Well, I know it's easy to, to, to go back and look at that and then say, where are you from that? You got to remember, we brought a lot of new acquisitions in. You did. Yeah. They, they don't have any, they don't have any. Uh, 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 connection to that. They don't, they don't know. Sure. Right. So between the guys that have returned and them having pride in what they do, which, which in turn turns to motivation, right. To be better than you were. And, and then now using new blood and guys that are excited to prove themselves coming here. That that's, that's what you're, that's what I'm, that's what we're all banking on that as we move forward. Um, as much as I'm not going to tell these guys what it was like to win MLS Cup in 2013 or U.S. Open Cup in 2017, I, I don't feel the necessity to go backwards to go forward. I've already assessed that. I've made my conclusions. I've made my plan from there. Now it's about now and what we're doing. Okay. That, that's how that's – how you know, I look sure. at it, right? Um, so let, let's get into some of the, these acquisitions because one of the big things of the offseason, I mean, that the star sat down with uh, with Mikey Oliga, part of the ownership group back in October, and he mentioned that you guys are going to spend money and specifically on that number nine position. And 
it's a position that you, I know specifically, have scouted for a long time now. Yeah. And so I guess first I wanted to hear just your reaction to the approval from ownership to spend the kind of money that's necessary to get the, the impact player at that position, and then how you went about, once that money was approved, finding the guy that you wanted. So you, 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 you know this, um, and you kind of alluded to it, but I'll give you more timing. I, I have, it's probably been four or five years that I've been been in pursuit of a player of the, of of uh, that description that you gave, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's it's going to have an, uh, uh, a much bigger financial burden than we've ever had before, um, and which which you know, traditionally speaking, you spend more, you get higher quality, right? So now, I had been. You know, year after year, kind of talking about we need to do this, we need to do this, and and I think even Mike in that article that you did stated that. Um, I mean, Peter even had a guy, and right. and and he was ready to move on, and we yeah. said, "Well, why are you going to do it? Because we're in first place right now, this was right?" In, in 2018, when you guys are on pace to set a, a club record in goals at the time, correct. And so, um, what's great is is that in that in this past off season, part of that was me, um, like I do every year, getting in front of the ownership group, talking to them about the past year, going forward, where we're at. And I, I like to think, not, not to say that I'm right, but, but just to say that some of the things that I had been talking about, which are a simple one, is that the league is moving quickly and, and we have to be careful that the gap doesn't get too far away from us. I don't want to pin all of last year on this one thing, but investment in this league in players has risen. What you can't take away is that we are investing a, a lot of money in our pro pathway. Yeah. We've, we've, our ownership has done an incredible job in that area. But unfortunately, what's happening is, is that when you see all the expansion teams coming in and the markets that are coming in, they immediately come out of the gate and they're buying, yeah. you know, a, a high priced. They want to put a product on the field. That, right away. That, right away. Yeah. yeah. They want to make a good impression. Right. So you're competing with that as well. And so part of the problem was, is that I, I, I believe me, I don't necessarily think that we always found the right guy. And I also and then also you find the right guy that you think is the right guy, but doesn't want to come. And then there's been, hey, I found a good guy, and hey, why are we going to do this? We're in first place. So we're kind of a victim of our own situation. The great thing is, is that, not sure, it, it does, does, you know, last year's underperformance uh, 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 have anything to do with it? Sure, it does. Is it everything? No. Um, I think we found the right guy that everybody feels comfortable with. I think um, uh, we realized that, um, this is an area that we have to get into. Um, at, you know, at what level? Um, the future only holds. It's, it's not a it's not a set market, if you will, for us going forward or set amount of money. But it's it's us working towards um, making sure that we stay relevant and competitive. Which is, as you know, that's always been my philosophy. It's like I, I can't sit here and say I'm going to win a championship area. What I can tell you is my goal is to take the team that we have this year and be competitive for the four trophies that are out there that we have a possibility um, to win. Yeah, and now to that position specifically with, with the number nine, because the advanced metrics showed that you guys created chances last year 
it was finishing chances that there was a major issue. And you mentioned that getting the right guy, not just going out and spending money, but actually getting the, the right guy in here. So what about Alan Pulido makes you believe that he's the right guy? And I also wonder, you, you've seen him now for two weeks in preseason. What have you seen from him in the first two weeks? I think first is uh, the fact that he's already in this region. He already knows getting, getting a foreign player from outside of our region, there's, there's an adapt. Uh, adaptation period. There's an adjustment for him culturally, all those things, sure. uh, uh, climate, travel, just all the things that come with MLS, right? He, he already has a very good idea of that. So, so the adaptation period is not going to be as, uh, big as, 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 as other players it would be, right? Okay. The other is, is that, um, from a, a player point of view, um, uh, his his work off the ball when we don't have it is very good. Um, his ability to adapt his game for an opponent on where the right uh, the right way for him to play against that opponent uh, and and his adaptability in the game is going to become very useful for us moving forward because he can play as a all the way up as a target guy. He can play as an underneath guy. And, and different situations require sure. both of those. Sometimes you only have one, and then you have to make a change in a game with a guy that has the other, and now that guy's off. He can, he can adapt during the game. Um, he can score goals. He can give assists. Um, he's got that quality. Um, and so, so uh, plus his age is very good for us. He's already got, he's already got uh, proven pedigree behind him, but he's only 28 years old. Yeah, and and that and you're in the prime of a, a of of any player, let alone a, a goal scorer. Sure, and um, so that 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 is the reason why I feel that he was the right guy. I want to uh, to touch on something else you mentioned a little bit, which was the the pro pathway. The academy is something that we've seen sort of the fruits of the labor more recently, I think, than than we did because you're building it. You know, six seven years ago, and now we've seen. A lot of guys get in the lineup. A lot of guys that I think fans are pretty excited about their future. When you look at guys like Jalen Lindsay and Gianluca Buzio, what are your expectations for, for guys like that and maybe some other guys that, that we've seen from your academy? I, you know, easiest way to say this is, is continued progression of, of what they've been doing, right? Uh, I expect Boos to have more time this year. I expect Lindsay to have more time this year. Um, Tyler Freeman, just from last season till now in preseason – it's it's as if I'm looking at a, a a different player, and I don't mean he was bad before, right? That, that's that's yeah, not he was that's, 16. Yeah. yeah, he just has already like just matured, and and his 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 uh, uh, like almost like his uh, his physical proudness now in in training and everything is so different. He's not this little 16 year old kid getting knocked off the. He's out there. He's like another guy. Just boom. He's uh, he's doing all these things. Um, so, so what happens is, is that you have this situation where you look at players like that and you say that progression has to continue. And, and at the same time, you also have to remember that there's going to be times when they have a little bit of a dip. The, the, the key is to not let that – I want a small dip. I don't want a valley. Sure. And, and that's, the, that's the key there. So you've got, we, we've talked about new acquisitions, and I know that's what people get excited about, but the backbone of this team has been guys like, like Matt Beasler, Graham Zussi, Roger Espinoza for a long time now. Um, I, obviously, the, they're getting on you know, the wrong side of 30. We all know that. But 
there's still guys you're going to be relying on a lot this year. And I wonder just mentally, I'm, I'm sure they're giving you as much as, as physically because they have been here for a while. And I know all three of those guys, and I know their, their competitiveness that probably last year isn't sitting real well with them. So take me through why you decided to, to try and keep that core together with, with guys like that. I, I, I think they still have soccer left in them, number one. I also think that um, for whatever reason, I don't think that they were as prepared as they could have been last year, which I think uh, uh, assisted in us not having a good year. Um, and, and again, I'm not pointing a finger at them by any means because you know we had all kinds of situations last year and we had underperformers in all over, in all kinds of areas. I also think that I know those guys pretty well and there's a there's a high level of pride um with the fact that number one just for their own individual um performances but also um they've been a part of building this club and the last thing they want to do is be remembered for not performing well and I think there's a there's there's that intent and then the other thing is is that um I'm not a mercenary right and, and neither are they. And so one of the things that is so important that they have is they have tenure here. And that tenure, that, that understanding of the culture here, um, the, the, where this club was, where it is today, all of those things are important for this next generation of guys coming yeah. through. And I need a connection to that. You want that in the locker room. I want that everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Just, and and just players hearing, younger guys hearing something from a player is a little bit different sometimes than hearing it from a coach. A, a, a lot different, for sure. And, and guys like that that have had incredible success, not just here, but internationally and everything else. That is, that is uh, uh, you know, that's priceless. Yeah. And so um, I have a lot of faith and trust in those guys. And, and a lot of belief in those guys. And, and um, you know, uh, when this club wasn't very good, they were still, her, still here working hard. Um, we weren't very good last year. Um, I don't think they're giving up on me, and I for sure am not giving up on them. And I believe that we still have more to accomplish uh, together. I wanted to take just a little bit of a, a broader league view, which is, we're speaking to you hours after they announced that the new CBA has come in. And um, I know that as, as a coach, you're, you're kind of caught in the middle a little bit and, and not necessarily on one side or the other. But I, the reason I wanted to chat with you about it is because some of the new things that were installed, I think, just show the, the growth of this league since you have first been a part of it as a, as a player and now a coach. I mean, there's, there's guys that are going to be free agents if they're, as long as they're 24 years old and, and been in the league for five years and the minimum salary is going to increase to over $100,000 eventually if, by the time the CBA expires. You're, you're going to have chartered flights, which has been a big deal for players. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you and I could probably reminisce about how many bad flights, you've, connections and things like that you've been on. But um, what kind of stands out to you when you look at a deal like that, do you sort of reminisce about the way things used to be? Well, I, where I would start off and say is, and I said this before, I think the first thing that you have to take into consideration is that I, I truly believe this. I, I think our ownership, right? There's no doubt in my mind that they want the best for the league, right? We, 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 uh, coaching staffs, uh, front office staffs, you know, technical staffs, whatever you want to say, players, 
We, we sometimes forget that if those owners and their families didn't decide to invest in this project, we, we wouldn't have... Yeah, Kansas City wouldn't have a team. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this here. We wouldn't be talking, right? Yeah. I try not to forget that. I truly believe deep down that everybody wants to try to do the right thing. And sometimes what happens is the information maybe isn't exactly where it should be. You know, players might think, oh, everybody's just making so much money. And then, the, you know, the, the, the who knows, uh, the, the other side is thinking, oh, you know what, they get paid too. I don't know. At the end, what I do know is, is that the progress that we've made from what you're talking about to sitting here today with, you know, 26 teams active this year, 30 already under the expansion side of it, probably going to a couple more to having as many individual soccer stadiums as we do, um, to the, the uh, explosion of expansion in that it's not just how many teams are coming in, but when they come in, how, how, how good they are right away. And I'm not just talking about how good they are on the field because it's, it's truly a, a league that wants to grow in that, I mean, I can't tell you how many expansion teams have come through Sporting Kansas City front office technical side front office technical side to 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 gain knowledge of I we don't want to make this mistake when you know they've already figured it out let's go see how they do it and and providing that uh education to them so that when they come in the league they're successful not uh so now they have to suffer for 10 years right. that's not good for the league yeah. and, I, and I think everybody's bought into that and that's a that's a huge uh advantage to a a league like ours that is continuing to grow um, and then, and then the final piece is that our product on the field is getting better all the time because of the, uh, I really think the, the incredible investments that our, that our owners have made in things like TAM, um, that, 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 that's been an, in, an incredible mechanism yeah. to increase the product on the field. And, and we have to celebrate that and understand it wasn't crazy money. But it was in the sweet spot, and the sweet spot has really lifted our game. Sure. And we got to continue to keep working towards those types of mechanisms that are going to help us to continue to get better and better on the field. So one of the things you mentioned was the soccer-specific stadiums. I mean, when you played here in Kansas City, you're out at Arrowhead. Um, so I did kind of want to ask a question about Arrowhead and those guys over there because we're just days removed from the Super Bowl. I wonder if you watched the game, how you followed the, that game, and also just just the Chiefs and playoff run in general. Because I, I know we, I, I also want to state that. Um, you read about Andy Reid, and I know that you've been a big fan of him from a coach to coach standpoint. I have. I, I mean, I listen. I remember him in in, in Philadelphia forever, right? Because I'm right across the bridge. Sure. And so, uh, and I always thought he did a great job there. And I thought when they when when they uh, separated ways, I thought it was a huge mistake for for Philadelphia. But um, obviously, he came here, and and I knew when he came here that he was going to create something special. And so, I'm very happy. The fact that he was able to um, uh, win the Super Bowl, I think uh, Mahomes said it the best when he said that he didn't need this to define that he was a great coach or he had a great career. Mm. This was more of um, something that was was it was nice to see that he got because he deserves it for the the, the basically the time spent and and everything that he's done for the game. I, I think that's a a really great way to put it. Um, uh, I watched the game. 
fr- from the beginning to the end. I watched the whole game. I didn't miss any plays, really. I, I was always in it. Um, uh, extremely exciting uh, from all ways. I-, I think the way that they were down in playoff games and they were able to come back showed the intestinal fortitude of the group, um, the-, the calmness of the coaching staff, uh, just, just you know, tremendous. And it says a lot about how much they are a team. All right. Well, hey, Peter, thanks a lot uh, for taking the time, uh, especially ahead of uh, the season launch party tonight. You've got the uh, what, a couple weeks left of, of preseason. It's February 29th, right? Correct. Leap year. Um, yeah. So we're, we're just three weeks away from the season opener and, uh, and good luck this season. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. Links to the stories about Sporting KC can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Thanks to producers Derek Donovan and Randy Mason for putting together today's show. And we'll be back on Wednesday with another Sports Beat KC where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.